0: G'day, it is The Coach here and we are having a cruel, cruel summer now that you're gone. Hopefully, I'm like one of the only old people who actually remember that Banana Rama song. It's like my Cruel boy song. If you don't know it, go check out the best of the 80s, Cruel, Cruel Summer. Uh, actually, you probably know it from the Karate Kid. It was like a, a big song. Anyway, we're not here talking Karate Kid. We are talking all things Auric War Clan, specifically the Cruel Boys. And I'm here joined by Ellis, or Ellis the Menace, he <laughs> likes to be called, but Ellis Priestley, um, who has done pretty well with Cruel cool Boys, even though they have only been out for, you know, a couple of months, and, you know, they've only really been legal match play for, what, a month or two after the FAQ, but Ellis, you have been doing really well. You went, what, 5-0 and o at Sheffield Slaughter. Yeah, came second. You went five and zero at Element Games Grand Slam, so you clearly know what you're doing with these cruel boys. Um, and it's also like eleven o'clock at night for this guy in England, so mad props to this uh, this Scouser.
1: <laughs> no, thanks for having me on. Uh, I am excited to talk cruel boys. I will caveat that that the five and zeros were with completely different factions, but. Um... Oh because <laughs> obviously there was but I did go four and one the last the last uh big big event with cruel boys so um they kind of on my rape I, I have gone five and a couple of tournaments but my my best with cruel boys is is currently four and one that's um,
0: still a pretty good score so like four and one five and no a lot of the time it's skill and a little bit of luck along the way but um, we're talking cruel boys and um, so people who have been following my channel for a while now know um, <laughs> Gary P's being smart. I shut up Gary. <laughs> God damn it Gary. <laughs> um, so like this this book has, hasn't been out for very long. People know that I've been in lockdown uh, for a long time. I'm out I'm free which is great but I haven't had a chance to play against the cruel boys yet in real life and I think a lot of people, at least in my community are building up and painting their models and waiting for it to, to look really, really nice until they actually hit it on the table. Um, So I'm really curious to learn from you because what I've seen on the tournament scene, I don't know if it's my perception or if it's just, you know, there's one particular build and it appears that just seems to be like this, this one narrow corridor that cruel boy seems to be fitting in right now competitively. So I really want to learn from you what have you learned along the way what have you tested what do you like what are some of the secret list tech that people aren't talking about I think that's kind of what I would love to to have a chat with you Ellis about that like before we get started mate what got you into cruel boys and like what do you want to tell us about about you the the, the legend
1: <laughs> so um the main thing that got me in the cruel boys and to my shame is some a model that I like but I've not actually included in my army anymore um just due to my competitive nature and that's the uh, vulture um not the gobs i saw that model and i was like i'm playing them that's that's what it is I'm, I'm playing those guys um i'm using that vulture i played about 10 games with the vulture and they went i'm not using the vulture." but
0: <laughs> right, hold on to that. Qu- hold, hold on
1: to that because i did actually want to talk to you
0: about that because that was like my first perception people were like these vultures great it's sick um, you know i was all about the the wizard the wizard vulture yeah, over the the, wizard. um the the leader vulture but no one's running him no one's running yeah. it so I, I do want to ask you about that a little bit later well, when we start drilling in but you got drawn in by the um the, the vulture
1: yeah the um i mean one of the other things other than models wise was uh, was the rules um so those sneaky tactics when they first talked about the dirty tactics i was like if I just get to at the start of a game say hold on I've got my dirty tactics to do my nickname being the menace doing dirty tactics I was like yeah it's a no-brainer I've got to do that and they're so cool and just that minute or so where your opponent's looking at you in the face and you're you're just looking like which tactic am I which which thing am I going to get you with it they're only tiny but sometimes the those little those tiny little things can just make an army or make a game sometimes and um, that was a, a big drive once i saw those rules as well i was like i'm playing that
0: <laughs> they're um they i always found them really interesting because they are a completely different aesthetic to the oracle of well, the, the iron jaws yeah um you look specifically at um like the bone splitters and the iron jaws and they're very like world of warcraft cartoony you know they're they're, they're not as gritty and they're not as like I'm going to call it Lord of the Rings aesthetic, right? It's it's a much more grimy, gritty auric. And when you look at the two, like, they don't complement each other because they're just very different styles. And um, I really liked and really – I'm trying to think how I better articulate myself. I just really liked the the different aesthetic. I I like that they haven't done just, like, swampy Iron Jaws. They haven't – they've done something completely different.
1: Yeah, it was – so they're a uh... – there's something new and i mean i'm not the best of painters but uh war in the heartlands there was three three cruel boy guys there and we all had different lists same premises but just the the shape of the army you've got big birds you've got swamp monsters you've got little guys you've got littler guys you've got your archers at the back you've got your wizards the the, the shape of the army just looks cool on a table um it feels cool to play with uh, but they are different to, to anything that they're a different orc. You wouldn't think of swamp de- dwelling orcs. You'd probably think swamp dwelling goblins or like weird cave creatures. But orcs and then riding these weird like swamp beasts and then uh, using poisons and using the swamps inside the game to like to buff and elixirs and stuff. They, they are they are World of Warcraft. Um, they're very very World of Warcraft. I think
0: really feels like and you know Dragonoid is saying before um, Dragon Inti well. Dragon, you are dragon. Um, I'm, I'm terrible with names. Uh, they they feel like they do feel hobgoblin-y. Um, I remember hobgoblins back in fantasy battles, you know, the, the combination of the Chaos Dwarves and the hobgoblins. And they were always like a little side feature. They were never the, the primary feature of the, the Chaos Dwarves. But they do, I really like the, the poison elixirs. I like the, the griminess. I love, like I was actually playing with the Vulture yesterday. I was helping, I was with one of my mates, and we we're like converting up one of the the birch, birds to be a bit more dark elfy, um, just for a conversion piece. And just like the tree and like the way it's kind of sitting on the piece, and you know, looking at even Doby, the um, you know, everyone's favorite ally Dobby, in instruction yeah. right now. Um, they're definitely a very cool piece. And like, you know, a lot of the chat saying, you know, absolutely loving, you know, the uh, the snatcher boss, you know, it's just it's a very interesting style. Um, I'm I don't want to harp on this too much, but, you know, I think they bring something completely different. You either love them or you hate them. You've got something, whether you are an Iron Jaws folk or a um, a, a cruel boy, or you like them both. Maybe you are an orc aficionado.
1: Yeah, and the names as well. They've got some such cool names, Um, like the Swamp Boss and the um, just, just like, the basic bolt boys, like, you could, they could have come up with some random name, but like, no, we've we'll got full orc on this. They are called bolt boys. What have they got? We've got a bolt thrower? The boys, bolt boys,
0: <laughs> and the trogs are great too. I think it brings something uh, a little bit different as well. I really like the trog. It feels like it's half orc, half goblin, but then they've got this little unique piece in the middle. But overall, the aesthetics are great, and it's good to see that they are competitive as well. Especially, look. Big yellows. Big Yellers seems like the list that everyone just keeps talking about. So I want to narrow in a little bit on the list design and what you're, because I know you've play tested all three of the sub allegiances. I know you've been playing around and you've been cutting and changing lists and, you know, you've been trying to explore the book. And I think I, I really want to understand from you, like the play style and what you've learned along the way. So let's talk about those, those three things, right? You know, you've got your Big yellows, your grin and blades, and your skullbugs. Yeah. How have you found all three of those sub allegiances and are they all equal?
1: Um, well they're definitely not equal. I think Skullbugs is a non-starter, just to be in with. It's a very niche thing. I mean, it's it's when an enemy is picked to fight within three, if they're a monster on a two-up protects mortal wounds. Uh, um, I'm sorry it's on a six plus they get minus one to hit. It's that one yeah six plus they get minus one to hit if they're a monster it's plus two it's it's you do roll for every enemy unit so it's cool but in an age where iron jaws exist where three of their units can get plus one to hit um anything else in the game so let's say you you do roll a six you do roll a four up against a monster they just spend a command point and you've took a full sub allegiance to do nothing that yeah it's such a shame that It is like you look at it I tried it in one game and I was like I don't really have a sub allegiance here I'm just just taking it for no reason um the the grinning blades they're a very very interesting one we were talking about just before we jumped on that their problem with them is is they're they're an army that's gonna you give give away first turn knowing that if you if you screen correctly, nobody's getting near your bolt boys or even your snatcher bosses on the slum, or your your vultures, which are very, very squishy. Um, because ultimately army, like one of its major weaknesses is for four up saves the best you're going to get. And that's on your big guy that you probably wanted a three up save on. Most of the things are five up, if not six up, um, and you set so far back away from your front screen, which your screens generally, and I'll get into this. Um, one of the best units in the book is not in the book, and that's the that's the shooters from uh... <laughs> It's the shooters. <laughs> uh, but there's some secret tech in those shooters, um, and it's there's a lot of overlapping buffs with the shooters um, with your sneaky tricks, with some of your command traits as well. Uh, I, I'll get into them because it's pretty cool when you you pull them off, uh, and someone's like, "Oh, that that's a thing." So yeah, it's yeah. like this is what the shooters are there to do. Um, but The Grinning blades is, a, is, a, is an interesting one. It's the, for people that don't know, it's the, you can't be targeted on turn one if you're more than 12 inches away. So the idea, the premise is you screen well, give away first turn, try to go one, two drops. It's very hard for this book to be a one drop, or caveat, it's very, very, very hard. Um, I actually think it's almost impossible for this book to be a one drop, just because the way the points work out um you're just giving
0: you're just giving away too too much if you go one. yeah role.
1: yeah way way too much um I do think two two drops good double battalion um you can go four drop obviously and take the warlord battalion and get an extra artifact. there's not many crazy artifacts in there's some very nice ones for playing against some of the bigger counters in the in the in this book which is like shooting Lumineff and Seraphon um but yeah go back to greening blades with a 12 inch away on turn one. If that was just, like, a 12-inch and then an 18 and then a 24, if it just degraded, like like the the mist was fading, um, it was such a would probably play that 90% of the times. I mean, yeah. Gary,
0: uh, and, Gary, I just, I just want to pause for a second because Gary makes, I think, two really interesting points as well that I'd love your thoughts on. One is the fact that uh, your, your big yellers are the only ones that unlock a battle line if... Yeah. So the fact that you go from one battle line in grin and blades and skull bugs to having two option of you know within your big yellows, I think is a big, a big um benefit. And then the other thing that Gary mentioned, which I also think is valuable, is the fact that even though your grin and blades can't aren't visible to enemy units, yes. things like sentinels ignore line of sight. So they don't care. So you lose an allegiance and you're building around something that if an opponent doesn't have a lot of shooting and they are a melee army, you kind of almost give away that ability. And then the three armies that are terrorizing in the shooting meta right now, um,
1: one of them ignores you. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's like, I'll get into that, but it is why, and I think that everybody's going big yellows. Big yellows give you the extra range, give you that one re-roll. Sometimes, I mean, I don't really ever forget it, but yeah. yeah Gary's pointed out the the rogue idol. <laughs> I didn't, I did try that, um, but you just give away, you just give away too much. You, you, you get rid of too many screens because you want your two units of bolt boys. So it's a, it's, it's a lose lose that one. But yeah, going back to the sub factions, the book just pushes you into big yellows. Even if big yellows was blank and just said. Bolt boys are battle line, still think it's better than anything else you're going to take because the book steers you into Bolt boys, and then that's benefiting you, what the book is trying to push you into. Um, but Green and Blades, it could have been something cool. I think the lack of anything else being battle line isn't down to it's just the lack of units. Like, there's only three units that can be battle line, one of them is battle line, if one of them is already battle line, and another one is hobgoblins that are in this book I think <laughs> I guess <laughs> I don't see a lot that. of people I don't see a
0: lot of people talking about the, about the other goblins that aren't pot grot I think people are obsessed yeah. with pot grot it's like you have the the, the pantheon of like pot grot crab nos, and like a few other kind of you know funny little things but um yeah, not a lot of goblin talk. Um, and I guess that kind of, we'll, we'll talk a bit about some of your list tech down the line. Just my thoughts as well. I know when I was initially looking at the book, I thought Grin and Bl- I think Big yellers was definitely at the top. Um, I thought Grin and Blades had some play. But I think you're right. I think the gap between first and second, from um, big yellers to to grin and blades, is just too big. And when I look at big yellows and I can see that you know you get three big things, right? You get the plus three inches on the range characteristic of missile weapons, and your missile weapons are good. You're not like you're not like me in in, in my gloom spike gits where my my shooting is trash. Plus three inches is pretty good. And with the smaller board sizes, I get more options to shoot at. I get to uh, get the battle line option, so it gives me more flexibility. I can double reinforce those where outside of them, I can only reinforce the, them once. And then the, th- the last thing is, I get the the reroll ones to hit um, in the first battle round. So you know, especially if, if I go like the the big long, uh, what is it, named? the the beast killer bows or whatever, yeah, with its one shot, yeah. Like if I can reroll ones and throw like an all out attack onto it, like you're laughing,
1: yeah. Oh uh, yeah, it's oh no, I um, the, it's it is it, it's hard to get away from them, right? It's it's very hard to put up a fight for the other two, and I've I've tried and I did try as soon as I got the book, I tried it because I knew ultimately I default to big yellow. So my first ever game with cool boys, I used the skull bugs and I didn't get past turn two or three, but obviously the first game and I play against very like I. My practice partner plays Morafi and the Bow Snakes. So <laughs> I'm ripping out an army that's just come out with very, very minimal units and he's got Morafi Bow Snakes, So it didn't didn't last well. Um but yeah it's it's a shame but it does give me hope for new ways to play if they ever do a cool boys part two. Um but the army is big yellows and
0: maybe but... it's a white dwarf expansion and Gary, yes, you've got me actually I just re, I just reread it. This is why yeah, I having, a, having a battle time in front of me, a guest and a live chat can often be distracting. So I apologize. It is re-roll one of the hits, not re-roll one. So, um, still, you know, with that one shot, um, it, it's a bit more consistency uh, if you need it.
1: Yeah. It's good on like your unit as well of, of Bolt Boys, turn one. Um, if you're over, if you're over the twenty-inch fret range of moving and shooting, double shooting, a unit of nine fires ten shots, hitting on twos, so you're gonna get one or two misses. You get to reroll one of those. it's the only rerolling entire book. There is no other ways to reroll dice, so you might reroll those into some more mortal wounds. Like it, it's, uh but I, I always do, I always do reroll one dice because it's not just a miss. It's reroll our dice. So anything that's not a mortal wound, if it's a two or three or four, I just you might as well re-roll it for the chance it's a very low chance it's going to roll a one but if it hits a five or a six it's value um and that's just some extra that a lot of people playing they'll probably forget about and that's an extra thing on top of battle line the extra range it's just a stir everything points at big yellows and everything comes home big yellows
0: so if uh, let's let's narrow down like and you know if, if people want to play Grin and Blades or Skull Bugs, cool we're not saying not to do it you do you I think you know what we're talking now is that for the people who are looking for the most competitive builds they want to do the best at their, their next local tournament or maybe optimize their list big yellers are probably the way to go they're certainly the strongest build or the most obvious build maybe over time something like Grin and Blades or Skullbugs will, will find its place. But I want to kind of, like, narrow down a little bit. Like, what's the play style of Orc War Clans? Are you finding you are building around monsters and heroes? Are you building around shooting, combat? Are you castling up? Are you spreading out? Are you coming in from reserve? Like, what? how, how do you think about the army and then build around that?
1: Um So when I first started testing and I, I building a list, I'd, I'd come off the back of playing triple grit great unclean one um uh, two units of template bearers nurgle so I was in that mindset of well I need monsters it's a monster edition let's start off vulture swamp boss sit out on the scum uh, swamp boss on uh sludge raker see where I go from there put in the I mean every time I talk uh, and I explain something the is with the caveat of in the list there's two units of nine bolt boys <laughs> so when i'm explaining so there's always two units of nine i did try four units of six um but because of battle shock uh, like how bad battle shock is in this army something like a rain of stars anything that's mortal wounds AOE hitting those guys just killing one or two you can you could kill one pop a six on your battle shock and you've lost half the unit so it very, very quickly went into six, nine, nine-man units or a nine and a six if you don't want to go as heavy. It's a very... You can go the monster route because as people find out, and if you play Krill Boys and play against Krill Boys, you'll find out that because of the spiky nature of Venom encrusted Weapons, the, the sixes do mortal wounds and then working on the Raker mount and the um, Vulture mount's tail... Um, it's very, I for, for instance, at War in the Heart, Heartland, I had a more crusher charge, so fully buff more crusher with mystic shield, finest day ever. Charged my um uh, sludge raker, had no buffs on. He tanked the thing, lived on two wounds, spent a command point, fought at full strength, and just just one shot a more crusher. Because every six year roll, um, just on on the guy's attack with his three attacks, just straight four mortal wounds. um so monsters in this army are not something you probably look at straight away but as you play with them and build with them you definitely lean towards them um now it's a very castle army um so the playstyle is a castle you've got your blocks of nine out big yellows because as we discussed the book pushes you into big yellows if you're getting pushed into big yellows you might as well take the bolt boys um otherwise what's what's the point in taking an army that benefits bolt boys um, the tune units a nine like i talked about is to, because of the bravery downsides in the army Um, that's they're very good to take those you can take the killer boss which just completely ignores bravery but that's the guy on foot you're paying 115 points for him to stand there all game to, to just make something not run away um on a unit that's got a six up save that when it gets shot just falls over anyway or gets charged it's, it's dead um so they see the list builds into a castle around your your nine man bolt boys with the swamp callers with your slum with you with your sludge raker because of the 12-inch aura of plus one damage on mortal wounds to mortal six specifically just sixes to mortal wounds, not the fives from the shaman given the buff from the elixir. Um you do have this like a thousand point castle every game, and then your other thousand points is where you play around with. So I played around with because I love the vulture so my, my my thousand points was that and two vultures and I was like right my vultures are going to get out there they're going to do what I need them to do the problem with them is they've got four ups here. they've got they don't have crazy amounts of wounds they're very swinging as soon as they get away from the shaman buffs and, and the sludge raker buffs um they just fall over to anything really in, in the current meta like five hard boy Brutes can charge into one and kill one and when you're trading your monster giving away vp um and five hard boy brutes are just going through you that's wired and just there's there's no armor save there take take the guy off um so the list is a very very castle list and it goes into one of the weaknesses of the list which is because it's so castlely it's very hard to unpack it's very slow you've got movement five orcs that don't really want to be running because if you're running with your bolt boys you're not shooting with them there's no uh, there's no
0: ability to run
1: and shoot in um, nothing. There is no no run and shoot, there's no teleport in the entire um Cool Boys, even from the spells that there is a move a monster again, but it's a spell to move a monster, so you're giving up your elixir unless you've took an arcane yeah. totem on something.
0: Which again then leans into the the, the big yellows getting the extra three inches because you're slow and you don't have the ability to to move around the table. I want to pause you just on a second because Gary, um, goddammit, Gary has brought up another good point, point. Um, and I think he's got some. Some I, I felt this when I did the book review, and Gary was mentioning that um, he thought that the the gut rip is the gut rippers. Uh, yeah, the Gut Rippers uh, are a, a little bit too expensive for their points. And when I looked at it, like they weren't such a bad war scroll. You get two, two, two wounds a piece, a five wound. They've got some interesting abilities, but I thought they were slightly overcosted for what they were going to be doing, especially when I was comparing them to Stormcast and some of the uh, vindictors and like what you get with a Vindictor versus what you get for a Gut Ripper. And I'm like, oh, it doesn't quite seem fair we talked a lot about big yellows and we talked a lot about the castling and that particular build placed to that style. Let's say we're in a world where gut rippers, either I'm obsessed with gut rippers and I'm going to be putting me in my list regardless, or with the winter FAQ coming, maybe there's a points adjustment. Let's say that gut rippers were more enticing in my list. Would you a say that, uh, the castling for cruel boys is still true? Um, and B, do you think that would change maybe some of your perceptions on the sub allegiance?
1: Um, so to answer B first, I don't I still don't think you would change your sub allegiance because if they came down in points to like say they're 180 currently, which is stupidly overpointed. Um, it's a reason why we'll go into my list later on, why I have shooters in my list. Because they do the same thing for 40 points cheaper. But if they was one forty or one fifty, you start questioning them 300 points for of 20 of them 40 wounds of a five up save mortal wounds on sixes with two attacks apiece. it's not a a bad like anti bunker it's like something to sit in front and be like okay this is not just a screen anymore it's something that can push out onto an objective it's 20 guys 40 wounds lots of saves and you you could see a list where you you ran two two or three the problem being is I still do think to answer a question to, to answer a you still do want the the nine man bolt boys and you want to be big yellers because for nine bolt boys it's just 360 points you get the exact same so you get 20 gut rippers um gut rippers have to move with their movement five they have to get in there have to fight have to live whatever' hitting them um let's say you run them turn one you don't get into combat till turn two or three that's 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 360 points of your army doing nothing till turn three. Yeah. Um, Whereas your bolt boys are projecting that power, still taking an objective, still moving up and gaining board space and doing the damage. Um, I do. I mean, I, I like, I did have a, I had tried a list of of three units of 20 uh, and just one block of nine. Uh, The sludge raker, tech out the shooters that I put in and use them. And I've got a good friend who we we discuss a lot of. He's 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 currently at Bobo playing them. Um, he went to war in the Heartlands with me, and he ran a, a list that had a had a vulture in and had a block of uh, two blocks of twenty and less arc thingy boys. The problem being is not the book itself; it's every other thing. Uh, they don't trade well, so when you're looking at three hundred and sixty points of unless unless they went down to around about 300 but even then they don't trade well into other combat armies um so you're taking away the they don't have
0: ran they don't have ran so
1: you're you're really relying
0: you're relying on what the the um the the shaman to give the mortal you you are and i want to talk a bit about mortal wounds as well i know some people were talking a bit about like you know just bringing it down and just blah 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 but you do seem like a, war, a mortal wound machine. And you've talked a lot about the bolt boys. I want to talk a bit about as well why you'd go the bolt boys over the beast skewer bows. I think a lot of people, when they saw that war scroll and went, oh, my gosh, I could do up to 12 mortal wounds on, um, you know, especially with Archaon and, you know, some really big monsters running around, the, there is a big incentive to run the beast killer bows beast over killer. the man skewer bows. <laughs>
1: So uh, um Yeah, so there' a unit that I because obviously giants, giants are everywhere, right? Uh, giants, Archeon, Lord of Changes, Mirafi, but they don't do auto Morathi. Um they're everywhere, more crushers. And you think, ooh, if I take two of those, I just kill a all crusher, right? If it if it rolls those sixes, I roll those fives. The problem is, is they they yes, they they might do 12 wounds to a more crusher what are they going to go do to those but pigs they're going to kill a pig maybe heart two wounds on a pig one wound on a pig okay what if they what if they brought no monsters well then you might as well took the bolt boys who just kill monsters just as well um to give an example the average damage from a bolt boy unit just from just in pure mortal wounds at, um 15 inch range is um is 15 mortal wounds just the average from 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 nine bolt boys, no re-rolls, um fifteen inch range with a five inch move, so twenty inch range is fifteen mortal wounds. Um I mean obviously you can get three um three bolt what are they call uh, beast, beast, <laughs> beast skewer bolt things at the big boy. <laughs> anything I feel,
0: anything I feel, I don't even play in the bloody army and you got main skewer bows, bolt bolt blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, the beast I, think, the big, I, think, beast I think, one when I looked at those rules and I'm reading this like skewered rule for the B-Skewer bow and it tells me I can do up to a maximum of 12 damage from one shot. I think, you know, that to me, sounds like a really, really tasty option. But what you're telling me is you're finding that, one, not every army has a monster. And I think we've kind of learned that pretty quickly in third edition. Initially, I think a lot of people thought, run all the monsters, run all the monsters. We need monsters to score those extra battle tactics. And we've kind of kind of realised that you don't need that many monsters. And the ones that you have, you're probably best off having these super durable monster yeah. leader heroes as opposed to taking, you know, like a War Hydra and like a Cockatrice and, you know, some of these really cheap monsters for the sake of taking them. But you'll find consistently um at a tournament where you don't get to choose your opponent man skewer bolt boys are probably giving you more output than the B skewered bow
1: yeah <laughs> yeah and it's the consistent the consistent output also the threat um nobody's scared of the B skewer bow because it's like a oh, one-shot it might hit might roll the six might I mean yeah you roll 35 dice against a garg and every four up is a mortal wound to a maximum of 12 you can fluff that roll and still only do two two or three wounds to a you're not gonna you're like if you do it feels bad but it just i like um i mean I'm, I'm playing an army that's got no save hardly any well it's got a lot of wounds which uh, people don't realize like the average list that i've ran with is around about 140 to 150 wounds um if you go heavy into group it's even more it goes like to almost 200 um but that can die from a gift of change through a portal it can die from a lucky any lucky spell and it's just it's off the board anything that does d6 mortal wounds or plink random plink shots like oh i dropped down 20 skinks and i just shot it off like 16 inch range skinks um and i I like the consistency of right i'm going to roll these we've we've nine of them at 15 inch range it's 19 dice because the extra guy gets his dice and roll these dice and statistically before i think about spiking or not spiking i should have 15 mortal wounds whereas three bolt three man three beast skewer bolt balls
0: i'll be waiting for me to jump into this noise has said and i agree Beast bow um, or man bow? <laughs> yeah, voice, voice. You, you nailed it, voice. Um, it's yeah. beast, beast bow or man bow. Moving forward, no more, no more technicality. Everyone knows what we're talking about.
1: Yeah.
0: Man bow, good. Uh, beast bow, potential trap.
1: Yeah. Well, even three, just just a, a hundred and twenty points. Three uh, bolt boys is is seven shots at fifteen inch range. So on average, it's five mortal wounds just from those three. Um, it's probably it's, it's a lot better than than the beast Boy. Uh It's it's sad because the beast Boy is cool. It looks cool. The, if it had another, like if it worked against units, like let's say it it did mortal wounds to you, and it's not just monsters. Like if it like went through the unit like a big bolt, um, or it did a line, like it had two versions of shooting. It, almost every every new shooting unit in the game now has two versions of shooting. It just needed a big like. I don't know, 13-inch line, goes through everything, just on a 2-up D3 mortal wounds. Some, something that you can still do some chip damage to other units, but then every now and then you spike and do 12 wounds to a more crusher or something like that. Um, but, yeah, my, my I like when I build lists and I like very efficient shoot you. I want something that's going to do what it needs to do every time, not just it's going to spike every now and then and do something and all my You're opponent t- didn't bring a big monster that I really want to kill or I can kill for that instance like if I played Daughters of Cain, I've brought a two bolt but bo- two um beast bo- bows and they're just what what they're there for
0: you three damage it's three damage I want to go back to I want to go back to allegiance stuff, um, just just for a hot minute, because there's a few things I just want to unpack. One is the venom encrusted weapons. You obviously do six uh, six uh, mortal wounds on sixes, um, and you can certainly bring that down with this swamp caller shaman. Yes. How important is mortal wound damage for this army overall?
1: Um, it's the only damage, <laughs> because uh, even on your big monsters the biggest range you've got is two and even then it's only on two attacks and that's with his uh with his tail not even his claw his claws one attack um the is built pointed and I think works just based on how many mortal wounds it can efficiently put out um I played a game what seven hours ago against Seraphon and I pointed at I just I just looked at the the Stegodon, uh, not Stegodon, a Bastilodon and just went, there's 14 wounds, mortal wounds. I had loads of overhits, hits, but it's just there's 14 mortal wounds. Take the Bastilodon off. I don't need to worry about what save you had. You've got all this mystical shield and um finest day and all out defense of plus three ignoring ren two, plus one ignoring ren two. It's like my army's come to do mortal wounds, and that's all it's come to do. Um yeah. and even against armies like Trogs, one of my good friends plays Trogs, it's an army of five up feel no pain. Is that um, Stu? No, no, it's it's not it's not Captain, it's not Trog, it's it's a guy called Chris Banks. Uh he runs a very similar Trog list, um, other than he has a big spider in because he loves the spider model. Um, but even against Trogs where everything's got a five up feel no pain because you're getting rid of the first save and they're going back to just a 5-up, you still do unseen amounts of damage. Um, the shock on people's face, like when you're like, there's 20 mortal wounds from nine guys from from 15-inch away, well, they started 20-inch away, and they're like, oh, just take my moral crusher off. <laughs> Stuff like, oh, there's more crusher dead. Uh, you kill a gargant a turn just with mortal wounds. Um, all you need to do, even at 27-inch range with your two units of nine, with the reroll on turn one, Statistically, a Gargant without the amulet of Deathstone. you just ignore him and kill everything else. He's dead a turn. And I don't know any other army that can just say, if I roll the dice and the dice go exactly statistics, take that Gargant off every single turn. Uh, on a double turn, you kill two. He's left with two on turn two. The, the game's almost won just from mortal wounds. You don't even care about what anything else rolled. You roll the dice and I just like, where's my fives and sixes? <laughs> sometimes i've rolled the dice and forgot about the hits
0: and because the venom encrusted weapons happen on both shooting and combat again this is kind of why it feels like you are going in one direction like why would i go super buff up those gut rippers when they're not doing anything in turn one i can't like teleport doing shenanigans um they're not that durable when they get into combat so you know i'm not going to get the total output compared to the the man boy the man bows man boys the man bows um does does that mean that you're thinking about having multiple shamans in your list and i guess that's like for anyone who's listening to this wondering how do i take down cruel boys i guess the power projection and killing those shamans would be probably one of the first things you want to do or at least Start taking out those those um, man skewer bowl man skewers
1: or your your beast bows. Yeah. Um, so I think every list I've seen and I've been every time there's a, li- a tournament on, I scroll through BCP. Where's the where's the where's the um, cool boys list? How many shamans they got? How many bolt boys? I think every list has two two shamans. Um, I'm running with three, but people try to kill those shamans and be like oh they're giving mortal wounds on fives one the reason why i run with three and we'll i'll quickly say it is the third one's there if one of them dies like i've got two left the third one's there to actually turn off um invulnerable if ward ward saves with the spell um they all, all my shamans just have the exact same spell just nasty hex it's probably one of the best spells in the game oh, it's so no good to you um, and the way the army works works so well with it because they're a castle army. People hit your castle. They're in range to nasty hex. You nasty hex them. No save, no ward save. More crush amulet, dead. Nagash, dead. On unleash, oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Un- unleash hell when you when you're inside my range yeah it's yeah, yeah it's a it's, it's a great little and like someone made a really good comment earlier i'm trying to bring it up they asked like wait a second does this mean that you're playing like a vidar was mentioning um does this mean like you're playing like the old warhammer fantasy army where it was like this immobile gun line and the answer is yes yes the answer is yes with your plus three inches to shooting this feels like what Greywater fastness wish with the wish they were but they're not you just like you're a mobile you're a castle you are going to shoot the crap out of me you're going to move up you're going to take down my key pieces you are doing mortal wounds forget the rend um you you can pull down the with the hex you are just so i guess if i wanted to beat you you know you and i are, are, are facing each other in my is, is the key things that i want to be pulling down probably certainly your 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 man bows and your you know th- those type of power projections whether it's the beast bow or the the man bow that they're probably my first my first targets right
1: yeah yeah so i i play um against shooting lists and was out. i've got a i've got a little spreadsheet the thing but my one of my army weaknesses is is like literally anything with any random shooting it could be 10 skinks it could be Ten pink horrors, anything with any random shooting. If you're if you have that opposite me, just throw them into the bolt boys. Throw them in the bolt boys. Don't don't care about the shaman. Leave the big guy as soon as you get rid of those bolt boys. Because my army's there. I mean, I, I've made a lot of adjustments to my list after playing a lot of games. That it's not. If I lose both bolt boys, I'm still in the game for scoring. Yeah. Uh, I can keep scoring every turn. Um, but my damage like, output is gone.
0: Yeah, killing killing the shamans. While that will stop the mortals going from fives to sixes, one, you know, it's a bit hard with things like unleash hell. Do you want to be killing a, a particular hero? But by taking out those man bows or the or the, the beast bows, if someone is building around the beast bows, it means that your damage output is really coming down to your gut rippers or any anything else that you've kind of built around. And we've already talked about the difference between the output of the man bows versus the gut rippers is just significant, so uh, significantly different. So, you know, if I'm carriage and, o- I imagine something like carriage and overlords would be a nightmare. It's they just come hit. down, come down, pew, pew. Your, your, your bows are gone. Uh, Lumineth with their 30 inches. Um, anything like Stormcast, maybe you could like drop from the sky, Judicators or strikes; they could pop you. It's those things that can kind of break through that, that castle you've built because you you don't have the durability. You want to hit me harder than I can hit you.
1: Yeah, there is there is um, some tech, and I've not spoken about a lot of tech yet, but one of the best things in this book um, for the way the game the, the list is built is actually a command trait, uh, and that's uh, super sneaky, and that is once armies have deployed, I can redeploy a Cruel Boys unit, specifically a Cruel Boys. Um, anywhere on the battlefield nine inches away so what that gives me is a turn one if i'm two drop and i'm choosing i can put 10 um gut rippers in a in a in a almost daisy chain in front of my army probably and most of the time i do it 12 inches away so that 12 inch with the base and if you drop down nine it means that i'm i'm within uh 27 inch re- like almost regardless and. Sometimes people are like, oh, well, I'll drop nine away because I can drop nine away. And then you're like, well, oh, I'm, I'm in range now. <laughs> you could have mm-hmm. dropped 15 away, but you've dropped nine away. And a lot of the times that happens, are like, well, I can drop nine away, so I'll drop nine away. And it's like, now you're in range. But that is super sneaky. And the, the Warlord trait is yeah. just, it is, it is the best thing in that book. Um, I've won games from it. Now, one of the biggest things is, Um, at War in the Heartland I played I took Super Sneaky because a friend I was playing against played Iron Jaws and we all know how fast Iron Jaws are and if you don't they get to move in the hero phase then move in the movement phase and then charge the only stipulation of them moving the hero phase is they have to be more than 12 inches away from an enemy unit to move so if you Super Sneaky a unit of uh, 10 Gut Rippers strung along so 7 and then 2 little clouds at each end um they can't destruction phase hero phase move so you've just negated a full movement because iron jaws basically have two movement phases um you've just stopped their first turn movement phase because they can't do it you put them 12 inches away so they might make a lucky 12 inch charge but they're going to charge those guys anyway but super sneaky is just like war in the heartlands like i say i I won my uh, third round game because he set up in such a way on the line to within 27 inches of my bolt boys, to move, move, charge my screen. Uh, start of the turn, I redeployed a unit of 10, uh, a unit of, well, but in the, in one I had a different list, but I redeployed just three bolt boys, just three bolt boys in front of his army, 12 inches away, so he couldn't mighty destroy us. So his entire army just lost the movement phase. So super sneaky is unbelievable. It goes into, I was playing around with, if you really want to, you can do a 40-man gut ripper unit that's super sneaky is nine inches away.
0: you say 40? Yeah, yeah. No, no, you can't. No, you can't.
1: Because you can reinforce it three times. Oh, twice, sorry, 30-man. No, twice, 30 I'm
0: like, wait <laughs> a second. They're, 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 they're yeah. not gross. They don't, they don't go up in 20s. Yeah, yeah you can the, get a 30, 30, a, 30, 30 a person, yeah.
1: So you can put a 30-man nine inches away and then – but the problem is, is they're nine inches away. You can't. If they had a teleport, and this is going back to maybe a different build. If this book had a teleport, you could put those thirty gut rippers nine inches away, teleport a shaman up, buff them, and then charge them in. Move them, then charge. Yeah. You still get to move. Uh, it is a tech that's there. It's just not there because. You're just charging in 30 guys. Unless you're against a super weak army that can't kill those 30 guys, you're just tying them up. And that's really good. That's probably a win condition before the game's even started for your army. You put 30 gut rippers into their army and still shooting them for an extra turn now or maybe an extra two turns, depending on how long it takes to get rid of those gut rippers. So um, why
0: why not include a Soul Screen Bridge or our Uber driver, Lockie, Lockie the, uh, the little boatman? Why? The why why not take either of those for that teleport?
1: Just the probably points and they have no way to buff spells. So you're just pure real dice And If you play against Archeon, there's auto-deny it in Zeanch. Play against Nagash he's plus three to spell. It you play against anything. Lumin, that, Lumin F,
0: yeah. Lumin F, a lot of the, yeah. a lot of the top tier armies right now have good yeah. spell casting. You, so you can't,
1: there's no auto-cast on a two, there's not even a plus one in like, there's not even a plus one, so it, you're just like, I don't even try to cast. If I get a um, if I get a um, what's it called, a nasty hex off, I'm like, I got mental, <laughs> it's just nasty hex is off, that's it. <laughs> just go mental because it's cast on a seven, no buffs in the world that is at the moment. The meta, if you get a spell off in the meta that you had no buffs, you've done something am- amazing. Um, but yeah, that's the reason why they, you can't do it too. It's too many points for something that's against the Meta armies. is just never going to get cast. Um, and, you
0: know, Emma, Emma's saying as well, her husband is having problems with the cruel boys, um, using living cities. Yeah. Living cities is another one. of Those teleport come from the side shoot. They've got a really cool command ability. that allows them to use it to kind of, uh, move after they've shot. And, you know, you could just rip apart your, your, um, cause a lot of your points are going to shooters. Right. So, I mean, like Unleash Hell will help. But, you know, Living City is definitely another one with a lot of high teleports that could cause you a nightmare. And they seem like very popular in the city's meta right now. They are very popular. So um, any ways that you can – and I think that's kind of why Super Sneaky allows you to push certain models forward or move them around and redeploy. So anything coming in from reserve or deep striking, you've got a little bit more of a chance to push them out or, um, you know, force them to fail the charge or they're they're not getting into the juiciest stuff that they want to get into
1: yeah i definitely against cities i deploy in a corner somewhere super sneaky a unit in front um and obviously string out some other stuff so that they can't get to that side they can't get in front of you do the ranges yourself if they've got 24 inch range just make sure that nothing with that unit of gut rippers redeploying from super sneaky you should if you do it correctly not get shot turn one by Living City. Um, and then you just, you push out the screens. You keep your crew boys, like, in a safe spot. Your ball boys in a safe spot. Um, and you push out the super secret tech, which is, which is the shooters. <laughs> you right. push the shooters
0: out. <laughs> All right. Well, we keep talking about shooters. We're going to get to it very soon. I'm going to bring up your list. I want to I want to ask you about one more allegiance ability, and then I want to ask you a couple of rapid-fire questions. Then we'll bring up your list and we'll kind of put it all into theory. Dirty tactics. Dirty tricks, sorry. Oh. Dirty tricks. Oh. You talked a little <laughs> bit about it. You talked about it right at the top of the show, and you were saying that, you know, it's one of those things, that you know, at the start of the game, because you only get one choice, right? Um, it's cool because, you know, if you go into a tournament, you can obviously choose every round. It's not like I have to declare that lethal surprise is the – trick that i'm going to use at a tournament i can choose each each game but when you are looking at an opponent and going right do i pick noisy racket lethal lethal surprise disappearing act or uh covered in mud is there a favorite what are the considerations when you choose them um like get me in your mind like you know how do i be a better dirty trick
1: player um so to start as well there is another way to get a second dirty trick. Um there no is. Yeah, yeah. So That's with the new Underworlds Warband. Ooh. Yes. He's 170 points. He's very, like, if you really want a, another dirty trick, at the start of the game, on a five-up, he gives you a second dirty trick. So it's there. I don't think it's worth 170 points, unless you've got everything in your list that you want. And then you're like, right, I'm just going to stick this guy in another dirty trick. It's like a, what, 30% chance or something like that. It's it's not great, but there is a second way to get more tricks. <laughs> but um, so what I basically, if they are a shooting army and they're not F, um well, even against Lumineff and they've got four foxes, I'm covered in mud every single game. The seraphone, I'm covered in mud. They've got any any sort of shooting that can threaten me outside of my fret range on turn one that i can't deal with or something that can kill a unit of bolt boys or get rid of my big guy i have to cover in mud you have to hope you roll two dice or maybe maybe three um but if, if you get the one or two what you can do with super sneaky as well is if you covered in mud and you've set up aggressively and hoping to get two and you only get one you put that on your unit of nine bolt boys and then you super sneaky. in the other unit of night bolt boys that you didn't get the covered in mud, just out of the way. Just just back into the corner, use them turn two or three. You one that's so in the front is safe. They can come in the game later on and not, you not have to worry about those getting taken off turn one. Because ultimately the aim of the army is how do I keep my bolt boys alive for long enough to kill the, your army? Because that's what's killing your army. Other than the Sludraker going mental every now and then, the bolt boys are killing your army. Everything else is scoring. um Then, if I'm against something, stop! Stop! About...
0: Stop! 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 Yep. stop um, just for anyone who doesn't know, covered in mud is you roll three dice for on a yep. four plus. You pick one friendly unit that is not a hero or monster. Uh, and when it's covered, it, so while that unit is in cover, uh, it's not visible to an enemy unit. Yep. So they've got to be in cover, and it's on a four plus. So on average, you're doing one to two units that are going to be covered in mud. Which obviously would cover the two man skewer bolt boys if they're in cover. So, being in cover is an important one. Just for anyone who might not have the, the book yet or might not quite know what we've been talking about.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the second one. So, let's say they have no shoot and they're not serophoned. They can't fret. They can't ever fret my bolt boys turn one. Um, then I do the minus one to wound one if they're an aggressive army. Now, if they're not an aggressive army, there's no point doing it because it, it's literally. I forget the name of it. I've got it? Is it the uh, noisy racket? Yeah. Noisy, noisy racket. Yeah. Noisy, noisy racket. Yeah. Subtract so one from the wound rolls
0: made uh, by enemy model um, enemy units in the first battle first round.
1: Turn. Yeah. So it's it's stupidly good against um, iron jaws. Anything that's super aggressive, and it's just um, friendly models. So it also works on allies. So it works on the shooters <laughs> if you ally them in, or anything else you ally in. Um, because you can ally with Git Salt like that. So anything you ally in, they minus of wound on the first turn. But I wouldn't ever take it against an army that's not going to threat me turn one, because I'm taking it for no reason. You, you're taking it, you're not using it. You might as well go with something else. Now, Disappearing Act is then where I'd go. Disappearing Act is cool. uh, It's weird. It's and my favourite. It. it is yeah. my
0: favourite. I actually, if, if you were asking me, I would have picked... Uh, disappearing Act, probably at least second, if not first. But if I was building your list, I could definitely see Covered in Mud. And if I didn't have much terrain or if I didn't have enough, like I, I really had average terrain that I couldn't hide my nine uh, man bows, then I think Disappearing Act for me would be second, unless they were coming in from reserve. But tell me more yeah. about Disappearing Act.
1: Um, so Disappearing Act is the one where each, you, you roll three dice. On a four-up, you pick an enemy unit that's not reinforced. Roll a dice uh, equal to or above their wounds characteristic. So unlike stuff like iron jaws pigs, you need to roll a five or a six on um, uh, trogs. You need to roll a four, five or a six stuff. Uh, something with one wound, like ten man witch elf unit, ten man Skink, One, you've all automatically got it. I think. I think it is equal to.
0: Uh, on a four plus, pick one in a year there's going be reinforced. Roll the dice uh, for each each unit you picked. If the roll is greater than the wound, uh, uh, yeah. the wound so can, characteristics. So you'd have to be on a single wound model. So which shelves? Which, which it'd be a two plus. Yeah. If it was um, like a three wound, you're going for fours.
1: Yeah. So the time when you use this, and it's very, because you're rolling three dice and it's a four up, you don't know how many you're going to get. Averages you get one, sometimes you get two you really lucky you get three but if you're in this there is a very specific reason so i actually in my game today and i was playing against seraphon um he only had one one uh, Bastillodon and i set up correctly that he couldn't ever drop in the salamanders and shoot me i actually didn't take the covered in mud because one Don can shoot me but i set up outside of range unless you wanted to teleport in i actually took this because on one of his objectives in the far left he just put one unit of ten skinks and nothing else near it, and I knew that this was going to leave him a massive choice. So I, I had to roll a four up. I rolled one. I got the skinks. I rolled a three or four. Took them off the board. He had to redeploy them. Um, but I'd put where he, where he'd done it. I'd put my um, cruel cool boy um, gut rippers almost almost nine inches away. So when he'd come back down. I took the first turn, which I rarely do, and I moved on to the objective to score hold one, hold two, hold more. Um, and all he had on that side, everything else was out of range, was these these guys that I had making took off. So there's, there's very fringe cases. So I did that to screen out and score me a point on turn one mm-hmm. that I wasn't going to score without pushing too far in a thingy. But it's cool when you see people like, It's good for the the bomb that I was talking about earlier, so the 30 Gut Rippers. They've got a screen or two that's just skinks. Imagine taking those two skink screens off and then charging through with 30 Gut Rippers that get to move first. And they're good
0: for screen removal, I I must admit. The challenge with that is going to be you can't remove heroes. uh, Or you can remove heroes, like if it's a five-wound or four-wound hero, you'd have to roll a 6 yeah, and i'm not six, sure yeah. i'm not sure if i have to roll three dice get a 4 plus and then roll above its wound characteristic it feels like there's too many chances yeah. to fail for a hero yeah. um and obviously any of the opponent's good units are probably going to be reinforced at least yeah. once so, so you won't be able to remove that unit of annihilators or formulators or whatever, whatever you know the the blood knights that have been reinforced or what? Oh, actually, no, blood knights often. Blood knights, yeah, they're,
1: they're a good one of blood knights.
0: If, but, if someone has like a unit of five, then boom,
1: yeah. Put it there on there is the a table. there is a really weird edge case. Um, you know the the mission where you can't have reserves. Yes. So I don't know how but it's. I, I'd, I've never seen a TO rule it, but if I put you into reserves, any units that are put into reserves on that mission are automatically destroyed. Now, so, uh, if, if,
0: if you're thinking what you're thinking, you can't do it because at the end it says this dirty trick cannot be picked. If the battle plan has no reserve rules. Ah, So you, yeah, so you can't do right it right at the, right at the end. You can't do it.
1: You were thinking ah, about yeah, pulling yeah, it off. Yeah.
0: It's it's in reserve. It's destroyed. Dead. No, you can't
1: <laughs> yeah. Do it. yeah. No, I've never done it, but i will just thinking about that just then. Um, but yeah, that's on there. Yeah. Uh, it's a cool trick. It's funny to do. If you pull it off, the problem is, is you pull it off, um. <laughs> <laughs> you've had
0: nightmares. Look and look, yeah. you know, look. I, I, I can appreciate it. Uh, at the end of Age of Sigma two, I played a game against a hundred and forty skinks, and then his friends as well. So, um, I, I have been hurt by skinks a few yeah. times. So, being able to, I think the key, especially. I think for me, with your type of build, you don't quite care about, um, you don't quite care about, because you're doing a lot of shooting, you don't care about the screens. But if you were building more around your monsters, around your combat focused gut rippers and things like that, removing screens, removing key pieces, having a chance for synergy, removing some of those heroes, if you're really lucky, could be really great. But uh, I think, yeah, you're right. Covered in mud and probably even like noisy racket probably um yeah. probably There's, a, bit, a bit dirty tactic
1: yeah there is another last thing i'd like to say about um lethal surprise the disappearing act is like i talked about sneaky tricks where you can redeploy a unit you can also triple move a monster so you can take the fast one and cast the spell that lets you move again so you can hear a phase move cast a spell move then move so you can get super aggressive with two monsters or a monster in a Basically, you can get super aggressive with your Sludge Raker, who has an aura of all of in 12, sixes to hit do an extra Mortal Wound, and your Gut Rippers. It's something I've tried a couple of times. Um, the problem is, is is the Gut Rippers are just missing that, that little bit of... They do well, but because they're so pointed, they don't trade well, and you've took such a big investment into them. But it's a cool little trick. Um, I would... And like anybody trying to do something different with them, I would try the triple moving monster and the thirty gut rippers first turn. It these people out. It's very take cool. it to
0: take it to your local game store at like Elysium yeah. Games and like have a have a have a fun little game. But maybe don't take it to a tournament because you probably yeah yeah it's, find it will backfire.
1: Yeah yeah, it's not a tournament list, but it is a. I've come for a nice fun. Let's have a crazy. This book is a. Let's have some crazy stuff happen um and that is one of those lists where it's like right this is happening you can't really it's, casual... stop it. it's happening it's a casual game this is gonna be fun it's a
0: casual Thursday game you don't yeah, want to be there for three hours you just want to have a laugh
1: yeah a
0: couple of rapid fire questions that am bringing up your list one mega gargant yay or nay
1: mm, no why <laughs> um raker's like 150 points cheap and can do a bit more i don't know i just i have a hate for mega guidance i think that's probably why uh it is a cool thing to list to put in uh it can't make your army one drop right it can you can make your army one drop it's a it's a hero in it yeah it's a
0: hero so you'd have to you'd have to remove your commander
1: yeah i'd have to get rid of of the sludge sludge raker which you always want um if you want to go one for me no just because I'm playing Cruel Boys to play Cruel Boys and then a Mega gargant takes away more cruel boys.
0: No, that's fair. Um Kragnos, yay
1: or nay. <laughs> no. Why? Um he's what two two, two almost three hundred points to expensive, probably two. Yeah. Uh he doesn't do anything. I I reckon he probably does less damage than a unit of nine bolt boys. Uh probably I mean, I love the Sludge Raker because when he goes off, he goes off, and I reckon he does more damage than Kragneros, and you can get two of those in for Kragneros. You could, you could build around if you went like that alpha aggressive.
0: Yeah, you can put him
1: in that alpha list, yeah.
0: But yeah, like your traditional bolt boys, you probably don't want to take yeah. Kragnos. Uh, I was gonna ask you birds, birds, um, whether it's gobsprack or um the vulture killer boss. Do you like either of them? And if I was going to go buy one of the kits, what would you prefer?
1: Wizard or um, Hero of Combat uh, Gameplay-wise, because I'm very competitive, so i will do it from my opinion. I'd build the combat guy, the, the normal hero. You'll get more use out of him. He fits in lists, and he doesn't feel as bad because he's 60 points cheaper, and he doesn't die to absolutely nothing like some skinks. Um, P- I have proper bad PTSD with uh, Seraphon. I've realised <laughs> <laughs> the, the the chat's noticed as well. It's like it's like our guy, reference point. The guy I own the shop with, Elysian War Games. The guy I own it with, he plays Seraphon. So a lot of my games are against Seraphon. the other guy plays Moraffy Bow Snakes. So it's just a, uh, and it's not the nice Seraphon list. It's literally Draco's Tale, Five Salamanders, Celestian Prime crap <laughs> so uh, yeah i have nightmares over seraphon <laughs> i i do i do like gobsprack um he's a cool he... he's a cool i have two of them so i built one as the guy one as gobsprack i think i've used Gobsprak once mm. um he's got an interesting command well the vultures the single vulture has an interesting ability which lets you do a it let you do a yeah it lets you do when you do a, a command ability it lets you do a command ability again so you can double plus one to hit which you don't really care about but the most important is you can double redeploy which is big sometimes in your list but you can double unleash hell mm. which is just for 240 points a double unleash hell. it's why i started with one in on the list and it begrudges me to tech one out um but i just how the are you problem. doing the
0: double? How are you doing the double unleash hell? Because I can see that in the mouth of Mork, you can issue unleash hell without the minus one to hit. No, so this
1: is not from Gobspack. This is from the normal, the base one. Oh, you're talking the killer boss. Yeah, yeah, the kill. So oh, Gobspack, I think, in a, in, a, in a in a bad way, he's he's probably one of the worst units in the book. Yeah, and I hate to say that because
0: that sucks because he's got like yeah, the yeah, he can so once cool. per game once per game can unbind with a 3d6 you have a 6 up ward if you um unbind on a 10 plus it can do d3 or d so if you can do d3 mortal wounds or d6 mortal d6, wounds yeah. back to a caster if you unbind i think like that's that's pretty sweet
1: my main problem with him is you have no offensive spells you have very short range buffing and debuffing spells so he sat in your castle for 300 points hoping to dispel and he has a 5 up save mm. and he just gets shot like just just anything and it's i've played with him i think i've played two games with him and i quickly like swapped him out for a normal bird because the normal bird just has so much more value um he plays the list perfect if if it was a little bit more killy, the normal bird would be in the list for me. Or if I didn't need as much screens, like Gut Ripper was, was cheaper, uh, the bird would probably be in my list. I'd drop the third, char- I'd drop a Charmin, and the, ber- the bird is cool. Um, but yeah, Gobsprax. That
0: sucks.
1: That yeah. sucks.
0: I got, ex- I got excited about the bird wizard, and maybe yeah. there'll be some slight changes coming in He, need, he needs-
1: He's way too overpointed because he doesn't, he's pointed like almost the same as a, a lord of change or something around is is there a bit more but he's pointing to do damage but he doesn't really do damage um and he's he's dispelling but that's all he's doing it's it's sad it's sad if they had a better like they've got a good law and i quite like the law but no um is it is a is a even in a casual game because he's going to bring you so many you're going to be 300 points down almost. That's how bad it is. Uh It's going to be so many, like, oh, I wish that was a normal guy. I wish that was even – I wish that was 20 more gut rippers. Like, yeah, sad. It's sad. I, I've tried, and it's just sad because he's such a cool model.
0: I think it's the last question I had to ask that um the chat also brought up. Big Wah. Big Wah. I know this is not the Big Wah show, Um what are your thoughts on bringing Cruel Boys into something like a Big War? Oh no, the, no, sorry. This is the the this is the Cruel Boy War. I did want to ask oh, you about the Big uh, wah. Yeah, yeah, like, the Cruel boy this War. This is the Allegiance wah. Yeah, yes, sorry. I, I was going to ask you about Big wah, Cruel Boys versus Big War. Forget that. We'll do it. I'll, I'll do a, a Big War show. But yeah, what are your yeah. thoughts on the Cruel Boy Wa, which is that um, once per game,
1: um, double fight. What do, you do yes, you, you fight. It's with, it basically Luminef, but once per game at uh, once <laughs> you pick two uh,
0: two friendly cruel boy units that are wholly within 18 fight. of the general and they can fight after yeah. each other
1: yeah double double fight um I at the war in the heartland I my list was the two and nine bolt boys some shooters two shamans and two sludge rakers and a lot of the time I'd use the big war and I'd set it up in games I'd use the big war to double team a big monster so the, cruel war. Yeah, the cruel boy war, the cruel boy war, yeah, yeah, not the, the big one, one. <laughs> just just in case people are like yeah, on some yeah.
0: weird tangent. No, we're talking cruel boy war.
1: Yeah, so I'd cruel boy war, charge two Sluddrakers in, and just delete whatever they charged into, um, because you get two of them going. Any sixes is like you have six attacks between, them. that any sixes is four mortal wounds. Then you have twelve attacks. Any sixes is three mortal wounds. Um, it's it's good. It it's, you can also catch people out with it like. Um somebody charges into your bolt boys and your sludge raker. Um in, in my current list, and it's like, right, my general's gonna fight, the bolt boys are gonna fight, the other bolt boys are gonna fight. It's loads of mortal wounds. You just got hit by three units that are doing the almost the same amount of mortal wounds as what they do in shooting, but in combat, and they don't expect it like, oh, I'll fight there last because it's only some bolt boys. And then all of a yeah. sudden it's it's 20, it's uh nine ball 18, 36 attacks any six is two mortals any five is one mortals um so before you've even gone i've killed i literally killed a, a more crusher and I, the reason why i say more crusher is that um war in the heartlands i played five games three games against iron jaws with double more two of my double more crusher and one of them had single i lost to i lost to one of them uh, on a double turn um uh, but yeah it, it's cool the the it's weird because You'd look at it and you'd probably think, oh, well, I'm playing a shooting army. What do I care about that? But all your buffs that work in shooting work in combat. So it's actually it's actually very good. And I, I, I it leads to the army. It leads to a, It's another trick. It's another trick to pull out when your opponent doesn't expect it. You probably told them about it at the start of the game. They forgot about it. Uh, and then you're like, right. These three units fight now. One of them is my general, the other two, or these two units fight now, or like, and they're like, oh, ah, damn, I didn't realize that. Here's all the mortal wounds. <laughs> I think the interesting thing as well is it's
0: a once per battle in the combat phase, yes, not yeah, in not your combat phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could, you know, I, I can see this the sequence working like this. You know, let's say you were playing that Iron Jaws or some type of Alpha Strike, right? They want to get into your face early. So you've been shooting at them, right? So, like, well, the only way I can solve this problem is getting in and, you know, taking down the screens and killing your man bows. Cool. Seems, seems logical and how I'm going to respond to your army. So I charge up the board. More Crusher, Piggies. I drop down Stormcast from the Sky and roll that seven for a charge, whatever it might be, right? And you throw down Unleash shell, i like, kill you. Shit. <laughs> shit. Okay. Then you get into combat. Cool story. You then fight with your general, and then your two uh, men—you know, your, your gut rippers Blood or balls. whatever combat, whatever combat um, screens you might have—and then you know, hopefully, you can wear that down. You either kill the unit with your mortal wound output, or you, you know, significantly reduce it. And then, if you get the turn back, you just shoot shoot those yeah. threats off the board and continue on your merry
1: little way. Yeah, that 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 same thing basically happened in um, one of my games at War in the Heartlands, he charged with two more crushers. One more cluster created my screen. And then I was like, right, I'm going to big war. I'm going to... Um, Cruel Boys war with Gen- General Sludgeraker and this unit. then are going to pile into the other more crusher who's uh, not yet fought. He didn't kill the entire screen. He had, like one down to two goblins, two um, shooters. Now you put my list. I can talk about the shooters. He so charged into the...
0: Yeah, I brought the, list. <laughs> I, brought the list, I brought the list, folks. Like, I mean... I've been teasing you all about this list, this list, and Ellis is like shooters, 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 and and like some poor person's looking at their their book, going, "Where is his shooters, I mean, where is his shooters? What is he talking about?" So let me read it out. Let me explain what the list is for the podcast people, and then you can explain some of the rationale. You know, someone asked a question. Paul asked the question as well about, "Do you have nasty hex in your in your list?" And the answer here is clearly no. And Despite being able to turn off ward saves, I want to know why you haven't got a wizard. But before we get there, you've got the Snatcher Boss on the, sl- the sludge breaker Beast, which is the general. You've got the Super Sneaky. We've talked a lot about that already in the show. Amulet of Destiny. I want to know why you've chosen that over a, um, a faction artifact. And then you've got the Mount Trait of Fasten. You've got three Shamans with the Potgrot. You have two units of nine Man, boy, bo- man bows. Man bo- I read the first word and the the last word, like man boys, man boys. Like, cool. You got the man boys. Um, (laughs) You've got two units of gut rippers, two units of uh, the, this list is slightly wrong because they are certainly allies. They are taking up your ally pool. Two units of gloom spike gets shooters. Um, wrapped up in a double battle regiment, which brings this list down to a true drop at nineteen ninety. Your triumph, if you happen to have the ten points, is inspired, and you've gone in and got all four out of four reinforcements and one hundred and forty-eight wounds, and a lot of that would probably be coming from the shooters. That'd be a good. That'd be a good forty wounds
1: coming out of the shooters. Yeah, I, I just to quickly, I do have nasty hexes on all three of the shamans. Uh okay. Cool. I just forgot to put yeah, yeah. I forgot to put it over, but it is on all literally it's on all three because most of the time they're elixir in and one of them one turn just goes right, nasty hex if I can. So
0: talk to me about some of the the logic here. So I mean, we've already talked about like the the, the man bolt boys, yeah. Yeah, the man boys, uh the man bolt boys. Um you know, we talked a little bit about the screens, but like what what are you, what are you thinking here and how are you kind of like Hitting the cruel boy win conditions,
1: yeah. Um, so this I've noted it a lot, but I'll go back. This army is a castle army, it takes a long time to unpack. Um, if people play against it well, if it gets to unpack early, it very, very quickly snowballs because the amount of models and bodies in front of my bolt boys that I have. Um, there's nasty tricks with the shooters playing to it. So, uh, uh, going back to war in the heartlands. I played against iron jaws three times so i obviously took a uh, noisy racket in three of my games because i knew they were going to first turn charge me um because i had the two i had the two shooters it's a bit of a different list but i did have two units of 20 shooters so now on the first turn there's units of 20 shooters and minus one to hit because of the netters and now minus one to wound so all of a sudden a more crusher charges into 20 shooters and doesn't kill them on averages which is exactly what happened in two out of three of my games, and exactly why I won. Um, but the the list plays. It, it is a castle list, but with the amount of gut rippers and shooters, and I have got two units of gut rippers in there. The list I took to the war in the Heartlands had zero, and I quickly realised that it's it is a mistake. They're not as bad as they look. They're overpointed, but it's the only thing in the book, and you have to deal with it. They're overpointed. Yeah. Um, you can, instead of those gut rippers, honestly, you can switch them out for three units of three bolt boys and just go some MSU bolt boys on top of your big bolt boys. Um, but it gets away from the way the list wants to play, and the list plays in keep the bolt boys alive for as long as you you can. Especially the way this list plays, that's why the shooters are there and not the. Gob- the hobgoblins, because the hobgoblins are 20 points more for 20. Worst bravery. Worst abilities. Don't have the minus one to hit. Don't have the plus one save. They also have shooting attacks. Never rolled mm. shooting attacks on them. Goblin, um,
0: goblin, goblin players never roll shooting no, attacks on no. the shooters. Like, they hit on fives, wound on five, like, yeah, they, like,
1: they're well, not.
0: I, I'm not going to roll 20 dice to get, like, four hits. Go away.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've never... I don't think I've... I mean... The funny enough thing is, I actually do shoot them against daughters of Cain. Because 40 yeah, like of that. them shooting into Marafi will probably take the three wounds off. <laughs> 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 and then you've just cheekily took three wounds off of Marafi on a turn and not had to do anything else. Like no bolt boys, no mystic, no arcane bolts, not even had to charge it of anything. You've just gone a little screen of shooters, just gonna shoot Mirafi and hopefully the, tech, the get thing. I played against of Kane with this list four times and one of the times throughout the game um, because I use him like a wave got rippers in front shooters behind the shooters alone just killed Morafi <laughs> just every turn 40 shots I got I started getting whittled down by the end but like the last the first shot wound came from shooters the last wound came from shooters there might have been like two or three in between from bolt boys but <laughs> the shooters did the Morafi killing um, is is
0: there any is there anything you would gain by taking the Hobgrots over Shooters? Like I know there's a points difference, so I'm going to put yeah. that side for a second. But is there is there anything that you would gain by actually keep? Because some people here might go, I don't want to break out of my allegiance. Like I just want to stick to purely yeah, yeah. cruel boys. Is it? Yeah. Is there anything that you gain
1: for having um, Hobgrots I say ha- anything. You lose stuff. You lose the minus ones a hit. Uh, on your screen, which can really throw throw odds and statistics out when something should kill a screen and doesn't. Uh, um, But that is why I chose, that might, if you, like, somebody said, if you said to me now, why have you took those instead of those, like, 100% is because shooters played right and putting your your nets in the right place, a minus one to hit, and that is it. That is literally the only reason why they have it over the Hopgrove. That's why they're in the list over the Hopgroves um and they bring something more than the hobgots do um and yet i mean you said no points but they're 15 points more for 10 because these basically yeah. shooters are 70 points for 10. um so that's an extra 60 points in my list which i just don't have and i'd have to lose a shaman and then be under by 50 points and you can't really do it with that because you're not putting an endless spell in because the triumphs better um yeah <laughs> Hobgrot's at 85 points, 75 points, I think. Are there? 75 or 85. Uh, I think they were 80. They're just 80. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, 80, yeah. So the 10 points more. So 40 points more, yeah. Sorry.
0: Um oh, I, I was just thinking because you yeah. would obviously syner- you would synergize a little bit better with your mortal wound output, because they would get they would get the sixes, right?
1: No, they're not Oryx.
0: Oh, is it keyworded to, um, uh, to
1: Cruel cool Boys the... Oryx. Yeah.
0: Ah, uh, so they've got the Cruel cool Boy keyword, but they don't have the other the other um, Mortal Wound. Okay, interesting. Okay.
1: Yeah. So yeah. really, like pound for pound, you're getting cheaper wounds. You get the minus one to hit from the net, um, and you're getting a shot every night. Now- and you're you're actually also getting a better save because they have a five up against shooting. Yes,
0: they get plus one to shoot yeah. against shooting as, against as long shoot, as there's yeah. more than 10 i think it is
1: yeah yeah so it's somewhat like that uh, it's the banner somewhat somewhat but yeah like that's that's why they're not in the list uh if there was 60 points and cheaper than the shooters i'd still don't think i'd put them in the list because you're getting more more from the shooters which sucks but um, if you wanted to play a full faction like you can do it i'm not saying do Uh i play very efficient and that's why those are in there they're, they're there for the efficiency um and to skew the maths on 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 people like minus one to hit yeah you're gonna have to spend your command point now to get plus one to hit but you thought you might be hitting on twos but now you're hitting on threes but back to but well, you're hitting on freeze base you thought you might go to twos but now you're back to threes um it literally won me a game at War in the Heartlands, when a Crusher charged into 20 shooters after I'd deployed badly, so that these other crusher pile in and kill my uh, Bolt Boys, because you can smash in and bash in, which comes before Trill Boys War. Um, but literally two shooters left because of the minus one to hit, because every every dice some big monster hits with, because let's face it, most of the time, my screens are getting killed by big monsters, because the big monsters want to get in and through to my, my Bolt Boys. Um, anytime a big monster doesn't kill a screen they're, they're stuck um, and yeah the shoes, the shoes are strong um, the gut rippers are in there as much as I I mean I like gut rippers they are over pointed like we've, we, we've established um, but they're in there because of sneaky tricks gives me a unit to sneaky tricks that's not a bolt boys unit um, because they I mean that's the other thing the hobgoblins would, would give you, that is the only thing they would give you is a sneaky tricks uh, not sneaky trick super sneaky so you can super sneaky the whole goblins instead of having to do it to some gut rippers which is a massive bonus um but sometimes i want those gut rippers up there because it's, it's 20 wounds and like you have to commit in this game to get rid of 20 wounds on a five up save when i can give it a four up save with a command point um which one thing in this army does well is it doesn't care about spending command points you can you can spend them willy nilly on whatever you want. There is no commandability. You you want to give that unit plus one a hit. You want to give that unit dollar defense from a random shot. Go ahead. You've got two command points every turn. Sometimes three. Sometimes four. Um, there is no set thing. I would always save one for bravery, and that's it. Um, with the snatcher boss are you
0: are you primarily setting up like the snatcher boss I, I'm thinking about this in my world like where I'm a city's a Cities of sigma player and I have my Huracanum in the middle and things surround by Huracanum to get plus one to hit is that kind of this the way you look at your snatcher boss where you have like in the middle of a middle of your two man bow units to make sure they get the plus one to their mortal wound or they say they double they double the mortal wounds on
1: sixes. Yeah. Um. Not on fives. If you no. Yeah. It's plus plus one mortal wound on a six. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. So it means that if you you put down the the shaman with its 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 elixir, I roll those those shots from the men bows. If I roll a six, that's two mortal wounds. If I roll a so five, it's a one
1: mortal wound. If you roll a six, it's three because the base two mortal wounds, the base two damage. This venomous mm-hmm. rusty weapons is your damage as as um as mortal wounds. So, a six is three mortal wounds, and a five Ooh. is two mortal wounds. That's why I'm saying we've, oh. we've, uh, we've, we've nine of them rolls, um, 19 dice. So, on average, you're rolling three sixes, three fives, which is 15 mortal wounds every time you roll dice. Yeah, right. Because I, I guess the other question was going to be, and one of the
0: other rapid fire questions I was going to ask you was about Dobie, your, um, you know, Doby, our, our marsh crawler slogoth, who, gained the cruel boys keyword in the faq um and that gives you plus one to hit right but for you you're more worried about
1: the mortal wounds as opposed to actually just getting
0: plus one to hit
1: yeah dobby's plus one to hit in melee he doesn't affect he doesn't affect um yeah yeah, yeah, that's right so if you
0: if you you were going to go down a monster or a gut ripper route yeah he's being a monster
1: gut ripper every time if you're going double two if you're taking two monsters or three or if at any point you're taking the block of gut rippers and a monster, Dobby or goes into your list. But he's not going to help you with the the Bolt Boys. No, he doesn't. He does nothing. Sadly, yeah. uh, <laughs> Dobby
0: is definitely a Gloom Spike Gits crew boy in disguise. Absolutely, yeah. he is the be- he's the best new model that Gloom Spike Gits has gotten in a long time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My mate who plays the Troggs locally, he was like, he's in my list every time. <laughs> he's in his list now. He's Dobby's cool. Um, yeah, yeah. He Dobby doesn't work on shooting, so mm. he, he's, he's he's doing nothing other than buffing some gut rippers who are basically essentially there to for the first two or three turns because this list hard is hard to unpack. First two or three turns, they're scoring my hold one, hold two, hold more. Whilst my I had a problem with this list, the previous list to this that I took to war in the Heartlands is I didn't have those two into gut rippers. I had another sludge raker. And my problem was I was killing armies. Um, five games, i tabled all but one opponent. But my games were super close. There was 12, the different scoring metric from a honest war game was in use. So it, there was like 12, eights, 13, sevens. It's why I went four. Oh, it, was, it, it, a, it, was, it was a
0: differential, that's right. They, they, were, they was, were using the
1: differential. And they were using it as the primary scoring. So although I went mm. four and one, I came like 40th. It was my four and one games. The one game I lost, um, was on a priority roll against iron jaws we knew it was it's this army's almost most like um, i used to play caradjons when the clown car existed um <laughs> that, that was so now you know the type of player i am so i played clown a, car a jerk he's a yeah. jerk player <laughs> i was i played clown car which is an unpacking castle army that shoots and now i play cruel boys which is an unpacking castle army that shoots so i didn't go far and i played with them a long time ago um <laughs> uh, so Sorry, yeah, i was because so. Ga-
0: Ga- gary the carry player is coming
1: to you yeah defense. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, he will do because me gary like, it, uh, a long time ago was talking about the, the uh, clown car and now we talk about the cruel boys as well which is funny <laughs>
0: And I guess without the gut rippers, you um, you don't have enough good screens, right? Because yeah, some some offensive armies would be able to take down those shooters pretty quickly. Probably be able to you know soak up some of that unleash hell goodness, yeah. especially like a turn one running your face. You know you won't be you won't get uh, off you know many of your buffs but having those gut rippers just adds that additional layer and obviously as you said as well you could use that dirty trick to kind of uh, play around with some screening yeah. and you know create that road bump to at least delay you until you can then unleash absolute hell with um with yeah. those five those those five up models
1: yeah so so i i found as well is the shaman's elixir um it works by a unit within 3 wholly within 12 out of three of an enemy unit. So if somebody gets first turn like an iron jaws player, which which happened to me, hit my screen of goblins, went through them, and I was like, oh, fair enough, I'll just buff up and kill it. But the problem was is um the not the iron sons, the blood tooths is it? One of the they can charge at the end of the charge phase. Yeah, with the piggies the gold grinders can do and an you, extra yeah, and you can't stand and shoot that because um that's in the combat phase, and the stand-and-shoot command ability is in the charge phase. Yes. So I lost my unit of 20 goblins. He charged through, then charged into my guys. Couldn't kill them, obviously, but then comes to my turn, and I can't buff them because they were been three. Shaman doesn't work. So literally, after that game, this was only round two at the tournament. I sat down, and I rewrote my list and to this list that I play now, because <laughs> so like I fixed that by just putting 10 gut rippers there. It's fixed crazy idea
0: would you would you consider having a unit of fanatics in one of those shooter units to then create another speed bump yeah they don't, yeah, do, yeah, much, they can, don't do they don't yeah. do as much damage as they used to but i'm just thinking yeah, like they're not you that, could release yeah. the you can release the fanatics they if they if they choose to attack you've got the layer of fanatic shooter gut rippers the, the, or is that a bit of an is that overkill
1: it's not overkill, and I thought about it. The only problem is, um, is the four in one allies. Mm. You don't have enough units. It's the only problem. I tried You'd have it.
0: to drop. You'd have to drop one of the the um, the shooter units. Yeah,
1: and, and probably take away it. your list. Yeah, yeah. So I, I it's situational because um, I, I was looking at it and it was just I I well the one thing I was trying to do is. Um, the unit of the, the, the last swamp Call of shaman, I was going to take out for the uh Ripper Snarl Fangs, and I was like, Oh no, they're allies, can't do it. And I was like, How because they bring some it's a weird, weird system where you're taking out a buff piece for three models, but those three models in this list is just like it's crazy what they do for you. Um, I I, screen, I, I, I. But... I hadn't looked at them until I did my
0: Gloomspite show and they were brought to my attention. I'm like, holy shit, they are a good allies. They're a good uh, Gloomspite ally or they're a good good Gloomspite addition, especially because, and this is probably why the shooters work as well, is that they are not battle line, unlike your gut rippers who are your battle line. It means that, you know, killing those 10 gut rippers is going to give away broken ranks. While with the shooters, well, not only is it a pain in the ass to kill 20 with the minus one to hit with the nets, and just generally annoying, but you're not giving away broken ranks. Like you're, you're allies. making it harder for your opponent to score that battle tactic, and they can still join a, a a core battalion. And if you want to put them in hunters because you want to like be able to make sure you put on a certain buff or whatever it might be, you've you've got the option if you didn't want to go double battle uh, battle regiment.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, they they the shoes are good in there. The 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 fangs are cool because I was like the six inch piling. I can stop them from getting charged in that in that turn where they can charge in the thing because I can pile in six. But there's so many things because all your allegiance abilities works on allies as well. It's just friendly stuff, so you can you can do so much thingy. And Gary just
0: pointed that out. He's mm-hmm. talking about, you know, with the fanatics, you could cover them in mud. So if you took the spore yeah. splatter fanatics and not the loon sp- splatter fanatics, spore bladder block line of sight. They say so they they've they got some good shenanigans. So they could block off line of sight. So a, a lot of your opponent, like, your, well, not Lumineth, but, you know, Daughters of Cain, Bow Snakes, um, your Stormcast, um, Long Strikes that you'd block off line of sight, and if you covered them in mud, because it's friendly, not keyword, yeah. yeah. it means that, yeah, you could actually incorporate them in covered in mud. It's not. That's a good yeah. one.
1: There's a, there's another cool friendly-only ability, and that's another command trait. That's too cool a and That's the Ego Maniac, uh, which is on a 4+, plus. you can bounce mortal wounds to a nearby unit, and it's just nearby-friendly. So I played around with it for a while, because the Vulture's they're really good to get out there and score battle tactics because they're a monster. You can you can make them double move, you can make them triple move. They're really good. The problem is if somebody just shoots them and they're dead and you've lost 240 points. But with Ego Maniac, you can just put all those wounds onto the shooters or some hobgoblins. Um that like I said, this book, like right at the start, this book drew me to it because of all the, the little cool tricks and little interactions that's in there.
0: Maybe two final questions and we'll kind of wrap things up unless something burns out from the chat. One, I I mentioned when we were talking about your list, you have Amulet of Destiny. And I said I did want to ask you about Amulet of Destiny. And I think I know the answer to this one is why would you go Amulet of Destiny over a Cruel Boys artifact?
1: (laughs) Have you looked at the Cruel Boy artifact? That's why I said I
0: think I I know, but
1: I wanted to hear it from you. So I said like probably 30 or 40 times. Yeah. Thirty or forty times now that shooting kills cruel boys. Unless you, you have to against the. Sh- I played Seraphon a lot, like I've said. Today I played them again, and I left a tiny spot open at the back, tiny tiny spot for the Celestian Prime to drop down. I know he's not Seraphon, but I bastardly on killed Celestine F- F- Prime to drop down, auto charge twelve, pile around a round of shaman into my bolt boys. After getting shot on loop because you got the four at ward. but um, you, like shooting, is is, is, an, is annoying. And there is one artifact, and it's the eye pebble. Once per game, all friendly color units within twelve. I took this to the war in the heartlands and didn't play a shooting unit against the shooting army with one shooting unit all game all weekend long, so it feels bad. A Mork's Eye Pebbles, is basically amulet of Destiny, but for your entire army, whole living 12 once per game, which stops any feels bad when you don't get covered in mud against a shooting army. It is the only argument that I would ever do for going to a... Because you can do a warlord, you can do a Italian warlord, take that on running shamans, and the one turn where you know, like, Right, they've dropped in their five salamanders. The Bastiladon's in range. The Skinks are in range. Or against Sentinels, the Sentinels are in range. The Foxes are in range. Right, well, Miami's got five at ward. save this turn. It's cool. And then you go to a tournament, because I took this and I've had that exact same thought. This is cool. It's good. The only thing that counts as Miami shooting. I've got something here that stops, against shooting. Go to a tournament. I played um, Spike gets twice. And I played Iron Jaws three times. <laughs> so it's just
0: like you were
1: just hmm. trying to prove your pro- prove your
0: might against Gork and Mork.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was just like, I I have sad times, I took it out of my list, put that on because it's the only monster in my army. He's also my general. So there's two battle tactics that we can be given to my opponent off that one model in my army. He's not that strong to begin with, he's only got a four up save. You can find his day. You can mystic shield him if you feel like he's going to get targeted. But giving him the amulet, we all know how good the amulet is. It's yeah. good. Um, if there was two of them, like my original didn't have two. It had two and no amulet. It had the eye pebble. If there was two. I don't see the point in the amulet because they'll just um, bring it down the other one and kill it and get the BPs there. Um, you go eye pebble. I, I honestly believe if you're taking two, or you go eye pebble. Or you take one with Egomaniac and one with uh, Amulet, and you got re- two really unkiller like really tanky bosses that do a lot of damage and and stay around for a long time. But that's why he's in there. There's one of them. He gives away two. Um, he gives away two battle tactics, and I need him to not give them away as easy, or at least make my opponent think.
0: I think the challenge as well with the four crew boy artifacts, they're all once per battle where the amulet Amulet of destiny is just every, every turn. So, you know, you don't have to make that hard trade off. And, you know, with the five up ward, yeah, cool. You might've saved me now, but I might've just been delayed, you know, the inevitable. So again, I go back to Illuminate archers or daughters of cane bow snakes. Yeah. Five up ward. That next turn you'll be able to do your thing, so I need to be able to take you out before you take me out. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's probably probably partially the answer, but I, I like that the pebble. I think people generally talked positively about the pebble. Yeah. I'd, I'd wanted... take the
1: pebble if you if you're not bothered about being two drop. I would not. if you're like right. I don't care if I'm two. I I really like being two drop because of the matter. Um, but if you really don't care about being two drop and you're building a list, take a battalion, take a warlord take the Pebble and take the Amulet because the Pebble like, is good against the greatest counter of this list, which is shoeing. And it's that one turn where you use it a little bit more lives than what would have died and that could swing you a game.
0: Well, I think to answer, like, and H- Hades made made an interesting point with you know stabbers first gut reapers. I feel like stabbers are, are much more a better anvil. You're probably right. You are probably right. You obviously don't get the cruel boy mortal wounds from the the stabbers. The other problem, and you know, Ellis has already mentioned it, is that the gloom spite being allies are being you know a coalition force. So that's one in every four. So you know you can only in an eight drop have two two units of goblins so you know you've still got to have at least one unit of gut rippers or you got to find a way to go out to be a 12 drop to get that extra and then how do you dilute the list and 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 what's the impact and i think with you going so heavily in the the men bows um and then you know all the different synergies with the, the with the shaman it doesn't allow you those cheap options to to kind of yeah get out to 12 and like is that is that a worthy trade-off just to get another unit of gits
1: yeah you you cannot no you can go to 12 like i you can take multiple units of three because every three you take you get an extra shot because the leader gets an extra shot so the units (laughs) of three gets three extra shots over nine but doesn't get the whole big buff that they would uh, yeah. And I know and I and I, and I would be probably more inclined to
0: add an extra because you, you do see variants of this list by people taking um, screens of three bolt boys as opposed to gut rippers. So it's just all that shooting, whether it's a couple of big blocks, a couple of small blocks, and then they just kind of
1: move forward and just pew, pew everything. Yeah. 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 You, you, I mean, my original list had no gut rippers. Um, I've had plenty of lists that had no gut rippers and some got rippers and multiple three mans and none and uh, one unit of nine and then loads of three mans and only one shaman in um they all work this list list that i'm saying this is my list it's not the best list it's not the ultimate list um but i've played 20 or 30 games with this book now all different lists and this is a list that me personally i feel the most comfortable going to an event and at least going three and two most of the time probably going four and one um if you come up against Luminef twice you've lost two games so like if you come up against Terafond, I, think you've lost, I think you've lost in
0: life if you come up against two yeah
1: yeah if you if you play Luminef lose then play lumen f and lose like just, just enjoy your next three games <laughs> because you've got a shooting army that's playing on the bottom tables and it's just going to make some people sad <laughs>
0: <laughs> do, you, do you ever feel that um one of the questions from the chat was do you ever feel like you want to incorporate bone splitters and iron jaws into cruel boys because obviously you can't right yeah. correct me if i'm wrong you can't you can't even bring him in his allies like if you want to bring in iron jaws or bone splitters things like even like the rogue idol the rogue idol is not a cruel boys model so you can't even bring that in so the, without the rogue being, idol
1: has the cruel boy keyword
0: oh yeah
1: yeah oh. yeah he has so no, i knew it was
0: bones so i knew it was bone splitters and i know it was it's got iron added. jaws
1: yeah they added cool boys yeah so then um, let me
0: ask you would you consider adding a rogue idol to the mix
1: oh i mean i like think i mentioned it right at the start in a one drop um you you basically what you do is and, and to get the group at rogue, rogue idol in is you drop two units of gut rippers one of your um shamans and one of your goblins put the rogue idol in and put three ball boys you lose all your screens, but you gain something that's super aggressive it's got the cruel boy keyword so i th- uh, all right, nice. i think you can super sneaky it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> can you super sneaky it that'd be fun all i right. think you can Oh get some you get
0: some, uh, work in progress list tech happening right ooh, now. Ooh, can
1: ooh. you super sneaky? Yep. You can super sneaky it. <laughs> <laughs> So you, you can build a very, very strong. I don't have a, a real guide And I've never, I honestly, I've never tried a rogue idol in, in the list. Um, but, I've seen other armies like doing double rogue idols with alpha beast
0: pack and like getting that, free, that extra free D six move at the start, and
1: you'd get that. They, you, they are a lot of they are a lot of points. Yeah, you could super sneaky that D six move so also a super sneaky move, but you get to move after super sneaky anyway because it's just a hero. It's just a, it's not a hero phase move or it's a pre game move. That might be better in your combat build with
0: your yeah uh, you, you can called? combat you you and you, you, blades.
1: Yeah, you can you can definitely put. You can also cast a spell that double moves it because yes. it's a monster, cruel boy's monster. Yes. Um, so yeah, you like you can probably build into that. I might, I might try that now. That all weird, right. So. Well, yeah, we got
0: some <laughs> working list tech. I, I completely yeah. forgotten it got a cruel boy's update. I just remember it's yeah, it's like uh, 405. I can't ally it in Glo- gloom spike gets. Last yeah. question, and I'm going to bring it up from Catarific, but I'm going to expand upon the question that Catarific has asked. So Catarific has asked, um, "Do you have any deployment tips for Shootcast?" So I'm going to expand it just a little bit to go, "What is your t- tactical tips or your deployment tips?" So let's start off with like shoot- shooting in general, luminearth, bow yeah. snakes, KO, just your shooting. You're shooting that can power project to you, maybe faster than you can get them.
1: Yeah. Um... So there's a reason why I changed my list from the double to the single. And the the the, the key is to pick a corner. Um, the middle is very, very hard to screen against, especially if they can deploy just nine inches away, not from sides anywhere. Like, both Nates can teleport. Lumineff's a completely different story. I think everything I'm saying now, just ignore Lumineff, because the Foxes move 24 inches of a 24-inch fringe. The... Sentinels can teleport with a 30-inch ignoring line of sight. They're completely like you can't honest, you cannot do anything against them. You can't deploy out of the range. You can't because all they do is okay, you've you've set up perfectly so you can't teleport within nine and be in range of your bolt boys. Okay, they don't teleport, then they just double move. Yeah. Right? and then they're still in range. It's just 42-inch range. The best thing to do, and it's what I do against Seraphon, I do it against KO, I do it against Marathi Bosnick, is I pick a corner that and I will pick a corner based on terrain, something with a large terrain where you can put a bolt boy in. Uh, the depending on how you play and how TOs play it, um, because it's not wholly within terrain for the uh covered in mud, it's just within. So if you mm. just put one guy, um, just just one guy, just while you're while you're within terrain, uh, um, no, it's,
0: it's, it's why you're within cover,
1: yeah. So if Sorry, you just got. One, I think, if you just got one guy in, it's not receiving the benefits of cover. It's just while you're within. I, I...
0: I, if I was a TO, I would rule yeah, that yeah, you're receiving the benefits event. of cover. So yeah, yeah. you have to be eligible for cover, which would yeah. be wholly on so, the terrain piece.
1: Yeah, with that in mind, then I I would pick a corner with something where I can fit at least one unit of bolt boys in, if not two, Um and somewhere that's not going to block your movement forward. Because the last thing you want is something with a big rock in the way. Uh, terrain does... You, sometimes Terrain is nothing in this game, but their movement five orcs that are small, can't, they're not massive, they're not big wind spirits that can just go anywhere, they're not, um, they are not. can't teleport. So you have to set up knowing, right, this unit's here. By turn three, it's going to be there. This is the projection it can bring. But to, to, to deploy against KO anything with alpha strikes doing and anything that can teleport that doesn't have stupid range like sentinels pick a corner with terrain that you can fit at least one unit of bolt boys and a shaman or two um just just not the the covered in mud doesn't work but you can get the extra save you, it just sometimes excuse the odds Um yeah. then then you put you've picked this corner You've put, uh, you've strung out some some goblins all the way over here, so that even if they teleport all the way over here, nine inches away from the goblins, they're not within their range to shoot your, um, what they call your bolt boys. Um, and then that unit of ten gut rippers you put in a big seven across, well eight across, one back, one back. You don't care about them dying because they're there so that you can actually play the game. If they kill one and you have to remove half the unit. To get back in cohesion, it's fine because it means I haven't killed your army turn one. Um, so you put them out, string them as far as you can, measure their nine inches away, and make sure that their nine from your bolt boys, from your front of your ten guys, um, is more than 24 inches away. And that is <clears throat> like you can do it on almost any deployment. You just have to pick a corner, you pick a yeah. middle, it puts you in a bad spot, you have to unpack quick and fast, you have to first turn run everything but it's better than losing your army on first turn um so you have to tech that right I'm probably not gonna shoot anything first turn I'm probably just gonna score hold one hold more because my you've got the goblins everywhere. those gut rippers are up forward the other gut rippers are the other side you score one hold score two hold more you're gonna get your battle tactic for everything running because you're gonna have to run your your entire castle forward um or or run one of your bolt boy units so it's really far up there so it's projecting a massive 27 inch range um, and try put yourself in a position where if you get the turn back. You can really, really, really hurt them with one of your units of bolt boys. Take off because a unit of bolt boys shooting like a carriage and overlord boat, the big one, just it kills it. It's only got 18 wounds. So you're doing 15 mortal wounds on average. So as soon as you spike, it's dead. Yeah, because as you roll that that one extra six on all your dice, it's dead. Uh, I've killed it two or three times playing against it now. Um, but yeah, you have to. Because the army is so Screening. fragile, yeah. Screening to, is key. I
0: think
1: you have to screen perfectly and screen well. You'll probably lose your first ten to fifteen games if you use this list that I use because you've screened wrong. But as soon as you play those games against those really really hard matchups, and it'll give you a headache just trying to deploy properly, but then it becomes a really really good game, and, it, and it, it's the game I like to play. And, it's, and that's why the corner is so important.
0: I actually was giving some coaching advice uh, like last week and I said to them, you know, you need to just, you just need to practice deployment for like a, a night, like sit down and um, use TTS, use real life, depending on what you've got and just practice your deployment. Look at your screens, look at your distances, look at, you know, if they had a turn one and they deployed on the line, how close would they be? If they come in from reserve, outside of nine, they'd be this much distance between me and my screen, which would then be this much distance between me and my bolt boys. So if they had a ranged weapon of 18 inches, could they still hit it or not? And start looking for those things and, you know, where you might want to consider using uh, uh, terrain, looking at some of your different screening options. Could they get in here with a small hero, a, a large unit? You know, deployment can often dictate win and losses just right at the start if you deploy poorly or if you perfectly counter um uh you know what their strategy is because they're they're investing a lot of points and resources and effort into a quick strike at the start
1: yeah yeah this this army is a deploy well deploy right and it will do exactly what you want it to do
0: so maybe the other side of the question then, and we'll wrap things up, is we talked about shooting, right? You know, screen, screen, screens, looking at distances with your screen so you can push out and reduce as much of that options as possible or make that charge harder. What about something like, you mentioned Iron Jaws, you mentioned played Iron Jaws a few times, someone who wants to aggressively get into your face turn one, you know, Varangard, Blood Knights, like Soulblight, for example, do not have the tools to shoot you from range, so they want to get in your face early. So flip this the is coin you,
1: how do you how do you respond to that with a deployment this is where you do the complete opposite this is where you tech the middle so you 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 tech the middle you put in a middle and you do the auger you do multiple layers well or the, or the onion the onion multiple layers <laughs> i was so gonna you, say what is the what is the ogre <laughs> well um shrek calls himself an, an onion or something on one of the oh. things because he's uh, Multiple layers. so uh, There's something to do with ogres and onions in Shrek. <laughs> um, so you do it like an onion, multiple layers. Make sure you're still using your – and this is where you put um, – we've talked about like cities putting their hurricanum in the middle. This is where you put him on a flank. Um, because you've got the fasten, anything you can you, – you can draw them into the opposite flank. Onto a bad spot away from an objective, because they want to stay away from him. But he's fast enough with fasten to double move and get back into the fight. And you can f- pull them away from a side you don't want them at. So you can you can pull them onto a side and be like, well, there's no there's no I've I've moved up. There's no objective there. My objective's at this side on like a diagonal deployment. I want, I'm going to pull you away from that guy because anybody who's played against them will know that a sludge raker spiking like i've said a few times will just kill anything it just goes mental it just goes mental Uh, but yeah you you multiple layers put your don't throw away your gut rippers don't don't sneaky sneaky them because anything that can charge a turn one can charge a turn one regardless of where you put your gut rippers so there's no point throwing them out there use them as another layer use them like put 20 goblins 10 gut rippers at either side another 20 goblins let the gut rippers sit on the objective so that your, The idea is let them want to fight your army, your, your bolt boys, off an objective so they're not one killing your army and two scoring at the same time. So deploying your bolt boys on an, ob- like an objective somewhere is plain to them because they want to hit you and they want mm. to hit you on an objective so they can take it off you and score it whilst killing you. Uh, so multiple times, like I play with my castle and my castle will be off an objective to the, to the left of it, to the right of it. So they have to take the decision of kill my army or try to score the objective. My gut rippers hold back and jump onto the objectives and score, score it, take it back off them. Um, There's not worse than giving your opponent what he wants than giving him even more of what he wants.
0: And that's the thing, like you want to find those complementary battle tactics and things that allow you to, to score objective as well as kill your opponent. The minute you start forcing them, well, do you want to kill my my unit and start dropping off victory points from not having the objective or not scoring that battle tactic and then you are accumulating battle tactics yeah you might kill my army but ultimately I will win based off the you know the battle tactics and the victory point accumulation so never forget that never forget that it's not about killing your opponent it's about scoring your battle tactics and the killing is second and sometimes just giving up the kill, retreating from combat is actually the better option, yeah. despite what is, you know, obviously very enticing is to to kill your opponent. Yep. Yeah. 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 Any final comments, Uh, you know, like this has been super insightful, especially for an army that I haven't played yet in real life. Hopefully I get to play it pretty soon. I'd love to see some, I know uh, Joel Graham in my community who's recently just moved up. Um, I know he's a cruel boys player, but he doesn't want to play them yet until they're painted. So I'm keen to to see uh, these hit the table. I haven't seen them just yet, but you've got a lot of experience and um, doing quite well. So Obviously, it's only going to grow and get better, and um, who knows? Maybe those gut reapers will get that slight adjustment yeah. that'll
1: that'll change things a little bit for you. No, um, I mean, I've played a lot of games with them now, and I've played a lot of games where we've stopped playing after two or three turns with them because they are an army that, like I said, if you don't deploy well and deploy right, um, you will lose games very fast. They're very fragile. There is 150 wounds in the list, in in, in like an average list, not just mine, but they're gut rippers with two wounds a piece and five up saves. Like even the bolt boy units is 18 wounds a unit, so it's 36 units Mm. between those two, but then we've got a six up save. Anything we manage from Ren takes them off. Um, Like anybody who's looking to jump into Krill Boys, and looking to play like this style of army, um, deployment is the key. Like, getting those deployment knowing your fret ranges knowing your opponent's fret ranges is the key whilst also scoring i've played a lot of games now where they've been i've absolutely smashed them tabled them had all my all my bolt boys i've played played it well i've had my my bolt boys alive my screens are dead but i've won by two or three points like it doesn't look like that on the table because they've been dead by turn four or five or sometimes like at war in the heartlands i tabled an iron jaws army by turn three but I still only won 13-7 because Mm. all I was doing for the first three turns was getting my battle tactic and scoring one just for holding one, and that was it. I was scoring three points a turn. He's scoring five. He runs away with it. And because I didn't get to unpack, just sat there, and I can't push out in the late game. So my one advice would be set up well then unpack early and unpack fast. Yeah. Um, Because
0: when I think about the battle tactics, for example... You, they're not that easy for you to score you know savage spearhead for example you've got no teleports and you know shenanigans so that's very difficult for you to score you don't have a lot of monster killers so you're not going to be scoring a lot of those bonus you know slay the warlord yeah, for monsters. example like you know yeah you can kill a monster but you're not going to be killing a monster or even what is it that i can't remember what the, the name of it is like you know when you're contesting an objective with a monster and and they don't yeah, you have got a monster. to do that
1: early yeah
0: you've got to do that early because you want your your um snatch your boss to be with your man bo- yeah. bolts man bows man um, <laughs> and and like they might not be sitting on the objective so I think for you the objective play is a little bit harder so again stick to the mission keep the focus it's it's not as easy but um there's a lot of trial and error I think for, with you guys
1: yeah yeah It is is a list that is there's an army that is trial error repeat don't don't get down on them um and just keep playing them like I got down on them real fast because I was playing against Seraphon <laughs> triggered again <laughs> um doors of um uh, like literally and iron jaws I like, with my three parties partners have been those three armies and ko and it's just like I'm not getting past turn two sometimes and I just kept pers- 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 surveying and learned that it's deployment it's nothing else yeah. the army is solid the damage output is un- just pointing at something that's got 18 wounds and a free up save and just saying take it off it's just yeah. unbelievable like it happens every single game like I've killed Archeons in one turn with both units with all these buffs on you take off an, a, an, a, a mega gag and every single turn you just have to do that deployment right yeah, I'm going to end it with Emma's comment. I like uh, this is a very
0: like you know feel good moment, hopefully, or a winch fest. I might have opened up Pandora's <laughs> no, box. No, no, no. But what dream unit would you like to see added in um, any form of expansion to the Cruel Boys? Uh, some sort of fast
1: cavalry unit. That's it. Like it light cavalry
0: to... or like heavy cavalry?
1: No, just like just something that can add to the fact that they don't score well and they need to be out there early. So, imagine I can drop a unit, a unit of gut rippers and put two little five man, let's say they're chaos marauder horsemen or uh, like spider riders. I, I played around with looking at spider riders because they're fast. They get out there and they stand in the way. Um, but yeah, like something like that. That's what it needs. Doesn't matter if they do zero damage, they've got a six up save and two moves each. But if they can get out there and cause a, a problem and score early, that's what they need, something like that.
0: Crafter Theo just went just went all ham and said the more god beast like far out like, <laughs> something Jews. massive,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> that? George, I was George going for is... something. I was going for something realistic that I thought we might get. <laughs>
0: a lot of people are co- agreeing with you, you know, things like something like very cavalry, like a, yeah. they are like a war rider, some type of light cavalry. Nothing very heavy like varengard or yeah, Demi yeah, Griff knights. You want something like. That is quick. That's durable. It's not durable, like quick, uh, cheap and fast. Just like know, just dire quick. wolves, like yeah, yeah, um, dialogues. like just something. Yeah, I think that would work quite well, actually. Like yeah. bring, almost like your 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 own um, what are they called, stupid um, griffhounds. I like just have a, like little yeah, just some some and...
1: little little thing to get in the way, stand on summit, and at the same time, I'd like some like elite like three man, almost trog like monsters. Like swamp dwellers like something that just literally gets in there and just punches face um because other than spiking on big monsters there's nothing that punches really really hard
0: yeah i would uh, yeah i would like maybe less reliant on the mortal wounds and have something a bit more punchy yeah like you know yeah, that'd be cool. More, more swamp monsters. I'm a I'm a I'm a monster kind of guy. So give me more monsters. Give me some some pretty spooky concoctions that you you guys, with the help of the the oath breakers, have uh, concocted in the swamps and hit me with some spooky monsters. Because you you know your, your your slogoths and your your dobies yeah, and cool. you know the the big bird. They're all great. So. Ellis, this has been awesome. I appreciate it. It's like one o'clock for you. You're a mad lad. Um, anyone you want to shout out and kind of give mad props to, other than like that person that's giving you, you know, PST, you know, with, you know with Seraphon?
1: No, <laughs> so, uh, just my, my, my local guys, Chris, Will, um, Jacob. They know who they are. The guys that beat me with all the shooting armies constantly. Um, and then, obviously, God's a got to thing, if I don't shout out Elysian War Games. <laughs> I was going to shout My, you out. The Leeds <laughs> War Games. You're out at like Leeds, is it? Is that right? Yeah, um, it's, it's Wakefield, but it's, it's Leeds area, north northeast of, of England. Um, ah, New so Yorkshire you're in like. tr-
0: you're you're in Wakefield Trinity country, not in. I was thinking you're like Leeds Rhino country. You're actually in no,
1: Wakefield I, I, Trinity. yeah, yeah, I, I live, um, I live in, I live in Leeds. The shops in Pontefract, which is Castleford, so five towns area, literally. The, 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 so the Tigers, the, the home of, for, yeah, almost the, the home tigers. of rugby. Yeah, yeah, it's almost the home of rugby. That like. Every town has cast as as rugby teams. It's it's literally rugby everywhere up there. Yeah. Well, if you see Michael Shenton, say hello to me.
0: Like, <laughs> hello. Like, I'm sure you have no idea who that is. I'm a no, massive rugby no. league fan. I love my English rugby league. Uh, the, the North is the heart of rugby league, yeah. you know. St. Helens, Leeds, all that good stuff but yeah. Elysian War Games, go check them out. Um, if you want to talk to Ellis his uh, Twitter handle is below send him a tweet. Uh, he's just joined the Discord again. I think you were in, now you're out you're yeah, back I, in. Yeah. I, um, cl-
1: I cleared my Discord. I was in, i probably 40 or 50 different Discords and about Two Or three months ago, I just left every single one and then I've been slowly joining them all back again. I'm back to it's hard Thursday to be active,
0: it's, it's hard to be active, and it's like you know, the trick is just to pick a few and get good, you know, get yeah, deep in the up. community as opposed to you'll find your one wherever it might be. But, um, but if people want to talk to Ellis, go team. hit him on Twitter, hit him on Discord. Uh, you're an absolute legend. Thank you so much yeah, for man. sharing, Cruel Boys. And I would be remiss if I didn't say um, if you are playing Cruel Boys and if you have a varying opinion, if you are building more around the other factions, if you think that we went over the top with your big yellers or you've got some hobgrot techniques that we didn't talk about because we didn't really rate hobgrots. No. If you're like some hot grob aficionado they, and you're like...
1: Are they in this book? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know. I don't know. But if like, if like, if you are a hot person and you're like, you think I'm wrong, leave me a comment. I'd be curious to hear other people are building because um, it's a new book. People are learning. People are trying to find the ways. And I think there's more to this list than just shooters. And yeah, you've no, shown us no, some is. interesting builds. I think there are other ones, and I think they need to surface to the top. But um, yeah. Ellis, you are an absolute legend. Thank you for the chat. No, thanks for having me on. There is a monster build there somewhere. <laughs> all right show show us the monster show us your best <laughs> monster builds maybe i have to put an incentive around it. Like, show yeah, us your monsters yes.
1: get somebody to show i mean i've played a lot there is there is one it's there is there has to be something there because there's so many tricks to go with them. it's got to be something there it's got to be maybe, maybe right. it's a rogue idol i'm gonna try that all right you 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 show us you show us yeah, the I'll way that. <laughs> thanks ellis thanks for your time thanks everybody Thank you.
0: Thanks for sticking around until the end, I hope you found that video interesting and you walked away with a few new ideas. If you did, I would appreciate it if you hit like on the video as well as left me a comment. Let me know what your thoughts are in the comment section below.